Welcome to the interview show. This is Scott Wood, your host. I am sweating in a van of a band called Low Roar. I have one of the members here with me. I'd love it if you could introduce yourself. My name is Ryan Carazia. Hi, Ryan. Ryan is such a dedicated interviewee that he refused to chug his beer before we got into the van. I didn't know it was going to be a half an hour long. Would you like me to hit pause while you go chug that beer? No, it's okay. I'll get another one later. We are in your tour van, and it's one of those deluxe vans with the high roof. Yes. It is. It's a Sprinter, Mercedes Sprinter. It's nice. I didn't even know that was what you called it. It basically kind of looks like a van. It's just taller. You can stand up in it. Um, They're made by Mercedes. They have the sliding door like a regular van. Um... And it is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 seats. Yeah, they're nice, comfortable, easy to drive. Super roomy. I would love you to pick one object in this van or maybe an object you wouldn't find in a tour van that's special to you and then describe that object. Where's the bucket? Do we have a bucket? Um, Because... um, I guess these sprinters are known to have a um, a problem with taking in water from the roof. So when it rains, uh, the water collects and then it dumps out and spills all over whoever's sitting there. So I think Mercedes is actually being sued right now because they haven't recalled any of these vehicles and they are spilling all over everybody's laptops on drives. So Ryan's tour manager is holding the bucket. Would you That's like to... Well, he is in the band. His name is Labor. He plays uh, keyboards and runs the programming and sings. So the keyboardist slash backup vocalist is holding the bucket. Would you like to say hi? Hi. <laughs> when Ryan is angry at someone in the band, are they punished by having to sit in that seat? Not at all. No. So how does somebody get to sit in the leaky seat? It's a good seat. You just, um, as long as it hasn't rained the night before, then you're fine. But... Today, it didn't rain last night, we thought, but then we turned a corner right after moving, or went over speed bump, and down it came, but it actually fell onto Steven's seat, and Steven, our sound guy, he sits here. This is Steven's, this is Steven's lounge. This is who, this is generally either Loy or Laver's lounge, depending on which one of them isn't driving. So just so you get an idea of what we're talking about, the driver's seat and passenger's seat are unoccupied. Right now, me and how do you pronounce your name? Labor. We're sort of in the middle back seat, and Ryan is in the back back seat. I am in the back back seat. But generally, I'm up in the cap- one of the captain seats. I think now that we've sorted out this van business, we should play a song by Low Roar. I'm going to play the track Breathe In, and I'm going to play the Carmen Rizzo remix. So, Ryan, I'd love you to tell me a little bit about this song. Well, this was the the first song written for the record and I actually wrote it at um, I was going through uh, a separation at the time and um, I moved in with our drummer and I wrote wrote it then didn't didn't think much of it um, yeah and uh, we actually when we went to record it it's about it was about seven minutes seven and a half minutes straight of an acoustic guitar and the guy who was producing the record um, who's a good friend of ours named Mike Lindsay um, by the time I had finished playing, because it's just an acoustic gu- guitar track that I played just to a click, um, he fell asleep. And then he woke up at the end of it and he said, ah, we're going to have to shorten that up a little bit. 
But we didn't. He just didn't see it yet. He didn't didn't see it as a whole. But uh, it was a funny moment. Thanks for that, Ryan. We'll be back after we hear Breathe In. show this is scott wood your host you just heard breathe in by a band called low roar we heard the carmen rizzo remix i have ryan and his bandmate we're all sitting here sweating a little bit on a hot summer night in their tour van i'd love it if i could get maybe his bandmate to talk a bit about this track about this track um yeah so this is the remix we played right yeah um there's a beautiful string section on there with uh from the girls in amina they uh, they are a quartet out of Iceland, super talented. Um, they've done a lot of work with uh, Sigurós, for people who are familiar with that band. Amongst my favorite live shows that we ever did was the was the shows that we did with Amina, when we bring them on, like for uh, the Iceland Airwaves Festival, like hometown shows, stuff like that. Yeah, which uh, we released on uh, on a live EP. Uh, came out with uh, along with uh, the remix that we just heard. All right, Low Roar, you guys have a super fascinating origin story. So, Ryan, I'd love you to tell me a little bit about it. I'll start you off. You started off in another band. It was semi-successful, and it imploded. So maybe tell me a bit about this band. Um, yeah, you kind of just said it all right there. I mean, you know, I was 18 years old. I started a band with some friends, and... Um, we made some songs, and then the next thing you know, uh, major labels and stuff wanted to be a part of it, and then that band slowly just, it, that was the decay, that was when it, everything kind of started to fall apart. Just too many people putting their, getting their hands involved, and then, you know, I became a little bit unhappy. We're also really good friends, and then, um, you know, then I was traveling back and forth to Iceland at the time, and then I had... Uh, I just want to stop you here because I think that a lot of people who are listeners have been in bands or had creative projects fall apart. 
you were at that point and then you decided to uproot yourself to another country and start over again. So I'd love you to talk a little bit about that emotional process because I think everyone can identify with that. Um, well, I think I was prepared to move or to be... I, I, I felt like um, everybody around me was in this... Um, you know, this uh, unescapable like cycle and what they would do is you know, leave bands and then just end up restarting bands with everybody that they were already familiar with. And I just had, I had nothing really to lose. Um, and I thought, at this point in my life, why not? And I moved and I didn't even think about writing a record. I was just figuring, you know, I was going to do something. And then, um, and then I wrote like two or three songs. And so then, let's back it up. You didn't just move. It's not like you went from San Francisco and moved to San Diego. You went from the Bay Area to Iceland. Yeah, yeah that's what happened. That's a big move. Yeah, it didn't feel that that bad though to me because I, you know, I had been going back and forth between Iceland and San Francisco more than I had been going between San Francisco and a place like San Diego. I had been visiting there for a few years, so it just seemed really simple to me. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't extreme, and I think people get caught up in this whole thing that like uh, the whole first record is about this extreme change and me going through this. Um, this heavy thing, but it wasn't that. It was just uh, there was a lot of things that were tied in, in into that record that people don't know about. You know that maybe were more personal to me, but it comes across that people think that I moved myself out into this cold country and I got depressed and then I wrote this record out of being alone and 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 sad and miserable. But that's not exactly how it really was. I actually moved to a place that I really wanted to be in, and I was really happy to be there. But there was a lot of things that were, you know, were changing, and you know, that's a, it is a change. Um, you know, I, you know, there's language barriers. There's all kinds of different things. It was hard to find jobs. Um, you know, and I was just adapting, but I wasn't miserable. But um, there were a lot more other things that were going that were involved in that record, even things that were back in California. So um, I think that kind of gets misconstrued a bit. People, yeah. I don't know. I think change is good. I, and, and we've been asked this question a lot, whether or not these records could have been made if it wasn't done in Iceland. And I think it, it could have. It could have been anywhere. It just needed um, some kind of extreme change, just somewhere where you uh, put yourself in some place completely unfamiliar. And that's, I think, the main thing behind it was just being in, in uh, an unfamiliar place. But then again, I was a bit familiar with it because I had been traveling back and forth for a while, so... So you're in a new place, you start writing new songs. Tell me about that process. It was really easy. I, it was actually the easiest it's ever been for me. I've always had problems with finishing stuff. And it was the first time that I was just finishing things. And it came so simply. I never forced anything. It just, it took, just took a few months and then the record was done. I can't even really recall the process. I remember writing the songs and recording them the day of, you know, because I'd be excited about a song and I'd record it and then start to add stuff. But um, it wasn't a struggle at all. It was the first time that actually something felt easy. Maybe it was probably because it was the most honest thing that I had done. Up, you know, up to then, everything else I was maybe trying a bit more. This thing was, this just kind of poured out. So it was really, really nice. I think it's time to play a track. I'm going to play a track off the first record. I'm leaning towards playing Friends Make Garbage, Good Friends Take It Out. How do you feel about that choice? 
I was hoping that was the one you were gonna play. Because those that song's written about two people that are from California. So that has nothing to do with Iceland. Nice, well let's listen to that. Scott Wood, your host. You just heard a track called Friends Make Garbage, Good Friends Take It Out, by a band called Low Roar. This is off their self-titled debut. I have two members of the band here with me, sweating it in the tour van. You guys are troopers. Thanks for doing that. I would love it if I could get the other member of the band to introduce himself and then talk a bit about this track from his perspective. Yeah, uh, hi. My name is Leibur Bjornsson. I, I am... Uh, I, I run... I do programming and uh, play keyboards for Low Roar. Um, I asked you to introduce yourself because there's no way I could pronounce your name. <laughs> yeah, I, I get that a lot over here. <laughs> it's a nice landing name, so that makes sense. But yeah, the track, um, I don't know. I, it's actually one of my personal favorites from the, from the catalog. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't involved in the project uh, at that point, but um, Ryan sometimes does that as an as an encore by himself, and I I, I immensely enjoy enjoy that. Um, yeah, it's just uh, I don't know what it is. I guess it's uh, it has a strong strong hook in the melody, and uh, there's, some, there's something in in the lyrics. Just you know, it paints a paints a beautiful picture in my mind. <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. All right, before we listen to the track, 
we were talking a bit about the origins of Low Roar and the first record. You guys have put out another record. You put out a record zero in 2014. So you have this wonderful cinematic movie-like origin story that pours itself into the first record. Now it's time to make the second record. So I'd love you to tell me where you were when you started writing this one. Like I said, I was in our drummer's apartment. And, um, you know, naturally what you do as... In Iceland. Yeah, as a songwriter, you know, you just write. And um, what I did after putting out the record is I just started writing more songs and started working with, with all the guys. And then, um, and then things started to take shape. Um, a bit. Um, so when you came to Iceland, did you have a full-form band, just a few friends? Where were you in terms of uh, band community? I didn't have anybody. I just moved and I brought, I remember I had two bags, one bag with a few keyboards and, and cables and pedals, a guitar, and, um, and a bag full of clothes. And then, um, and then as, you know, as I was living there and as time went by, I met people and, and, and we started working together more and more. Um, so it's just kind of been this, you know, this evolving process. You know, the third record's going to be even more people involved in the third record than there was in the second. And then, you know, it's just kind of evolving. And I think, though, a lot of people are going to hear your story and be like, man, I wish I could do that. I want to do that. But I'm scared that if I go to a new location, it will be hard to make those connections. So maybe walk me through how you established yourself in this new community I mean I I think I was very fortunate I've I've had friends that have um, or known people that have lived in Iceland and, and other places and maybe not had as much luck um, as far as meeting people or, or just I got really lucky you know I just met a few good people and I think music it, being into music is what did save it a lot because there are a lot of artists and musicians and so I got to meet people and the started doing things and um, performing and I would meet more people and and then that's how this whole thing kind of took shape if I had just moved and I didn't have music you know even just to get to the point where you meet where you know more people and and um, you know your social life is uh, you know fun and, and and exciting like I know people that you know aren't involved in music and have moved out there and didn't maybe have the same perception uh, or perspective of it on uh, that I that I get because of this because of music because of how many people I met um, so I don't know I, I mean I, I guess you can do it it's just it, you know it it's just you know how much effort you want to put into it do you but then again I didn't really feel like I really tried that much I just was making a record and, and then met people and it kind of happened naturally um, so maybe it's the opposite maybe it's Maybe you don't have to overtry. Maybe it's just, just be yourself and figure it out. How did Ryan get you to join this project? Um, we actually we met through a mutual friend. Um, we spoke about Mike, Michael Lindsay earlier, who uh, recorded the new album. Uh, him and I, him and I were in a band together, and. Uh, I don't know. I guess you guys, you guys already started on working on the record, and uh, yeah, yeah. And then, and then our friend Mike was going. What through. is Ruby Tuesdays? <laughs> that is a chain of restaurants in Iceland. They're in the U.S. They're in the U.S. mostly, but there is one in Iceland. So this one night, uh, our friend Mike is going through like a rough situation, and he calls up the two of us, and we didn't really even know each other. 
and uh, he was in the studio, which was uh, which is just basically a garage behind a tattoo and a motor motorcycle joint. And the only bar that was open on that whole street was uh, the bar in Ruby Tuesdays. So that's where we met. And comforting, uh, comforting poor old, poor old Mickey Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> Did he get through? He's in a better place now than he was. Oh yeah, is he? Yes. It's called London. <laughs> it's called London. That's a better place. No, maybe just for him at the moment. It's not. Loror, at the end of the show, I usually let the guest pick a track, but today I'm going to pick my favorite Loror track. I'm going to play Dreamer off your second record, Zero. So, Ryan, I would love you to talk a bit about Dreamer as I bring up the music. Dreamer, that was the second song that was written. I didn't think it wasn't going to be on the album, actually. It was a last-minute decision because I only did one recording of it, and the recording I did of it was... um, you know, just one mic, and I was just singing and, 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 and played it as a demo. And then at the end, I thought the album maybe needed something, so I asked Andrew, I said, hey, what about this? We can't mix it, because it's just one mic, so you can't take vocals up or a guitar down. And, and the vocals in that are especially loud, because I had the mic really close up. Um, but I managed to find the wave file, because it was stuck on Mike's computer, because I was using his studio. And um, Who is this Mike? Mike is the guy who's now happier. The guy from London who, yeah. So, um, yeah, and that was that. And then um, it just seemed to fit. And now I'm really glad that we did that. Um, But, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it's about. You can figure it out. How about you? Would you like to weigh in on this track? On Dreamer? um, I I really think it's one of these tracks that just speaks for itself, kind of. And... Yeah, I don't know. It's fun to play live. It's fun to play live. It's a nice, it's, like, you know, because we come out of some heavy stuff. We come out of big you, You've stuff. said that about every track. No, but it, I, I, I like playing our set, actually, and, and we come out of Vampire yeah. into this, you know, so it's a big transition, you know, coming out of something, and then we have to be very dynamic, and then, you know, I started off, and then these dudes do their thing and kill it, so. This is a... Uh this is a thing we we uh, think about and, wor- and work on is like the dynamics of the sets like the like the set being this whole kind of thing you know so uh, Dreamer definitely um, you know it brings a it brings a like that quiet kind of atmosphere to the to the set kind of how, and how the set is built up kind of thing you know nice thanks for your time guys I really appreciate you spending some time sweating in your van with me thanks for being on my show thank you Scott thanks Scott nurse me back to hell I believe I was poisoned I think I've been poisoned The whole strength in my head They keep me from wandering You keep me from wandering Cause I was 
Interview. Is there anything that I haven't asked that maybe I should have? No. I think you did great. I think that actually this was a, a fun interview. The the only sucky part is that it's in this hot ass van, but the uh, the questions were really good. I enjoyed it. Oh, you're sweet to say that. Thank you. What do you think? Um, I agree with Ryan. Yeah. Good good time. If there's anything else that you feel that fans of Low Roar need to know, here's your chance. Um. I don't know. Just yeah. I mean, 
Come and see us live because I think we're fun live. You'll see it. You haven't seen us live, right? So this will be your first time? I think it's better than the album. Hey, this is Ryan from Low Roar, and you're listening to The Interview Show with Scott Wood.